Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We got to bring on Bill Oram, OregonLive.com, Oregonian columnist, our good friend on Twitter, at Bill Oram. We haven't talked to him in quite some time. Uh, Bill, I, I, I've actually stood next to you. You may not remember meeting me in person, but I've stood next to you at a college basketball game. I would say we're roughly, you might be the same height as me. Would you Would you list yourself at six foot to six one? Six foot and three quarters of one inch. Yeah, exactly. Everybody at six foot, we always have just slightly above. We're close to six one. Did you ever have any like uh, self-conscious fears of not being tall enough growing up? We talked about this earlier on the show. Uh, I, I think everybody uh, at some level wants to wants to be taller. Like I, I was never able to dunk. I figured if I was six three, I would have been able to dunk. Um, so I always felt like I wanted to be taller for primarily that reason. Um, but as, as as I got older and wiser with age, I realized that six foot and three quarters of one inch is the perfect height because you are uh, you are you can say you're six feet tall. Yeah. Nobody's going to debate. You've got the three quarters of an inch cushion. But then also, uh, you're not you're not freakishly tall, right? And right. Bad at basketball, by the way. I would have been freakishly tall and bad at basketball, and that's a bad combination. It is. I had a I had a classmate that was six three, and he used to drop the line. If I was six five, it'd be Duncan. And I was like, if I was six three, I would be Duncan. So it's always funny how we kind of move the goalposts. Somebody that isn't six three, because I've stood next to him, is Damian Lillard. And you wrote an article with Dame talking about the next time we may or may not have a hundred point score, and he went through what he thinks it would take to get to 100 points. What what brought this on? Was it a 70-point performance, I'm assuming, and what did you make of the conversation with Dame? Well, so for me, it didn't really start as a conversation about 100, at least in my mind. To me, I was really fascinated by, you know, this guy who, you know, it took him five years in the league before he scored 50. Um, he got hung up on his, you know, career high of 61 a couple times. And I wondered, you know, when you're a scorer at that level, what did he view as the ceiling, as his personal ceiling and the ceiling for um, kind of the game and for scorers kind of in general? And, and that, that inevitably leads to the question of 100. And, you know, kind of as an icebreaker the other night, I threw out at him, you know, how do you, how do you feel about 100? Do you think 100 is possible? And I was struck by like how unequivocal he was, um, that absolutely it's possible. And it would, take, it would take a special performance by a special player on, you know, a rare, rare circumstances but that he thought it was possible. And that kind of opened up. My kid has opinions too. But, um, <laughs> I'm hearing him. <laughs> but, you know, it was, but it was interesting that he felt so strongly that it could be done. Do you agree with it? I think when you look at what's been normalized in the game, you know, I mean, for how long was nine, the, the single game record for three pointers made in the game? Um, you know, and now it's 14 and we've seen, you know, we've seen Lillard push it a couple of times this year, including in that 71 point performance, you know, is that going to get nudged up to 20, 23 pointers at some point? Um, you know, what, you know, 50 point games have become fairly normalized. You see it on a a weekly basis in the NBA. Dame's had several of them this, this year. He's certainly not alone. Um, and frankly, 60 doesn't hit the way it used to. Yeah. And so I don't know if we're, you know, going to see it in the next couple of seasons, 
Um, you know, it, it would take a rare player. It would take you got to get to the line. It's not just threes. You got to get to the foul line as well. Um, there's only so many possessions in a game, even with the speed of the game. But you know, hearing Dame describe it and and understanding the way the mind of a scorer works, uh, he's convincing. And you know, we talked about this for ten minutes, and he was you know he was like, listen, I made thirteen threes. There were four other threes that I was certain were down. I had a floater at the end of the game I missed. I had a layup I smoked, and I had three shots blocked at the rim that were kind of fluky. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so he's he tweets the math. And he's like, that's ninety two or ninety four points. You know that that's kind of crazy to think about that. How close you really are when you when you talk about like how if you just make a couple shots you get to a hundred. I I'd love to see it. I mean I think you're right. The sixty point thing. It felt like it feels like we're just numb to when he scores sixty, and I I can't believe I'm there. I never thought I'd be there in my life as a lifelong basketball fan, where I you see a guy score sixty and it's just like shrug the shoulders. Yeah, that was really cool. I've seen that before. Yeah, and I mean, like I remember I was at Kobe Bryant's last game, and and that felt you know it was heroic. And I mean, there were a whole lot of other like circumstances around around that one, but the that was the only time I'd ever seen a player score sixty points live, and you know I've covered literally hundreds and hundreds of NBA games. And, you know, Damian Lillard operates at a higher level as a scorer. I mean, he is essentially a professional scorer at this point, a professional three-point shooter. Um, you know, if he wasn't in the NBA, he could be He could be in the, you know, he could be, you know, on, on he could be a Harlem Globetrotter shooting three-quarter length shots, right? But he has the whole package, he has the other skills. And so um, I do think that we are moving into an age where you're going to see some of those boundaries pushed. Is it a hundred? I don't know. I don't know if a hundred really ever happened in the first place, which is kind of what makes it a fun number. And as I mentioned in the piece, um, you know, I think for players of Lillard's generation, our generation, um, Kobe's eighty-one is looked at as maybe a little bit more of a a real record, right? Because Wilt's hundred happened, you know, pre pre television. There's not video footage of it. It happened in Hershey, Pennsylvania. You know, there's not, you know, there's not great documentation of that game. Right. Um, there's a lot of, like, wink, wink, he scored 100. Um, and and Kobe's 81, we all saw that. And, you know, for a lot of us, we remember watching it. And so I think, um, and Dame certainly does. So I think that 81 actually would probably um, be as big as, I mean, obviously scoring 100 would be out of, this, out of sight. But, you know, the, somebody scoring 81 in the game feels very realistic to me. And feels like that could happen on any given night in the NBA. This is Oregonian columnist Bill Orm. He's got a great piece with Dame and just diving into the possibilities of seeing history get made in the league where maybe we get a 100-point score. It's really good. Highly advised. Check it out. OregonLive.com on Twitter, at Bill Orem. Uh, I can tell your kid, I've, I've been there. I've been in the spot you're in right now as a dad. And I can tell your kid wants the attention back. So I'll ask you one more question. I, I personally have been struggling with college basketball the last couple of years. I am finding myself yeah. less and less interested in it. I just think it's not very good basketball. It's not highly efficient. It, they still play in an old-school way. I, I, I'm going to dive into the Pac-12 tournament. I know Oregon's a four-seed. Oregon State's probably going to lose their first game because they're young. What, what's kind of your, your takeaway going into the, the Pac-12 tournament as it sits now? Um, yeah, I mean, especially a lot of NBA fans feel that way about college basketball. Um, you know, it feels like it's kind of stuck in the middle of, of, you know, this fundamentally sound kind of pure version of the game and, you know, and kind of what the NBA has evolved into, which is why I say, we're going to go in a second. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, that's why I 
say if you want to watch pure basketball uh, at the college level, watch the women's game. The UP women are playing for the WCC title, uh, which should be a, a good one. But as it relates to the Pac-12 men, I agree with you. I think, you know, both Oregon and Oregon State are going to be, you know, are going to be done before the weekend. Uh, the Ducks have been, to me, a very enigmatic sort of disappointing team because they have all that talent and they look the part, um, but they have not been able to string it together, you know, on a week-by-week basis. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're you know, outside the bubble at this point, you know, looking at an NIT berth at it, short of a magical Pac-12 run, which I would say feels slightly more possible with the injuries at UCLA. The Pac-12 feels slightly more open. Um, we've seen the Ducks beat Arizona this year um, in pretty uh, emphatic fashion. But the idea of Oregon, you know, going through the tournament and winning and winning four straight games feels um, feels a little unlikely. And Oregon State, I mean, I've watched them a few times this year as well. Been down there a couple times, and I like the freshmen. It's just a question of whether you know Wayne Tinkle can keep recruiting behind them and uh, not lose any of those guys to the transfer portal because you know Jordan Pope, you know, looks like the real deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is really good too. So um, you know, I think that there's actually a pretty there's some reason for optimism with Oregon State hoops, but it's going to take some time. And boy, you really didn't know you were getting a two for one special this morning. You know what? I you never know what you're going to get when you bring on a guest. But in the morning, I tend to just believe that a lot of people are in your situation right now, and it it doesn't bother me. I, I'm again, I'm used to it, and I got two guests at one time. So I mean, I'm kind of ecstatic about that, man. And he just told me I forgot the binky and sleep sack this morning, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to turn around. Uh, you're failing already, Bill. Get it together, all right? No, great, great article on Dame. Yeah, exactly. Great article on Dame. Thanks for the early look on the Pac-12 tournament. We'll catch up with you. Maybe we'll tape something when you're not on dad duty, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon, man. Thanks for hopping on. I would love to know when that is. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. There we go, Bill Orem, OregonLive.com on dad duty. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 